Hey there! Welcome to Purposefully Love, a podcast on life, faith, and encouragement. This episode feels a little somber, and I know it's because I feel a little somber. I feel a little more than a little somber. Um, Today's Mother's Day, so I'm recording this on Mother's Day. Um, Happy Mother's Day to everyone out there. Um, yeah, today's episode feels a little somber, it really does, and we're going to dive into that, we're going to talk more about why it feels just a little somber for me, um, it's been a, a a bit of a tough day, um, Mother's Day, Father's Day, holidays like that always feel a little somber for me. And I, um, for those of you who have read my blogs, um, may understand why. How this, like, Mother's Day and Father's Day feel a little somber for me. But it's not to feel sorry for myself because I most definitely do not. It's something I've had to reflect on and think about, and I've come to realize that it's a part of my story, and it's a part of God's greater plan, um, and where he has led, uh, he has provided, he always does, and he has been faithful for all of my years, and I am so, so, so thankful, so grateful for his grace, for his love. Um, but that doesn't take away from the fact that it's still it's a tough story to live and to tell. So, yeah. I'm going to dive into that today. I've been, it's been on my heart. It's been on my mind. I've been thinking about it, crying about it, (laughs) thinking more about it. And I finally realized that this is an episode that I want to do because this is a part of my life. This is a part of my story. This is a part of my purposeful life. And through my through the purposeful loved life that I have, this is a part of this is a part of that. The not so pretty parts, the flawed part that God still welcomes. God still wants not just the pretty parts, but all of me, all of you, all of us, in our raw emotional days, um, he still wants us, he still loves us, and uh, yeah, we'll be back with more.
as always, before we dive into the juicy parts of this episode, um, we're going to say a quick prayer. And for today's prayer, I'm actually going to be using um, Psalm 123, verse 1 through 4 as a meditation meditation um, prayer for today. So yeah, let's dive in. In the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. To thee I lift up my eyes, O thou who art enthroned in the heavens. Behold, as the eyes of servants look to the hand of the master, as the eyes of a maid to the hand of her mistress, so our eyes look to the Lord our God, till he have mercy upon us. Have mercy upon us, O Lord, have mercy upon us. For we have had more than enough of contempt. Too long our soul has been sated with the scorn of those who are at ease, the contempt of the proud, the song of essence of David. Amen. Your Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. So, how is everyone? I hope you're all wonderful, and I hope Mother's Day has been um, a great celebration for you all. Um, maybe not all of us. Maybe not all of you, as um, I said. Holidays such as Mother's Day, Father's Day, um, are a bit somber for me, and maybe it is for some of you. And as I said before, for those who those of you who have ventured on my blog um, page, have read some of my pieces, um, you can understand or in some way understand why this holidays are not the easiest um, for me. Uh, but I honestly feel like the older I'm getting, the more difficult this holidays become. Uh, and I think as I start thinking about what kind of role I want to have in my future children's lives, um, the more complicated, the more difficult holidays like this become. But I think today was probably the hardest one. Honestly, yeah, today was definitely the hardest one for me personally. A uh, little background story. Um, the last time I saw my dad, I was that was 20, 20 years ago, actually. It was the last time I saw my dad. Um, the last time I saw my mom in person was... I believe this year is eight years, eight years ago. Not going to go into too much detail about that, but we, I don't have the ideal relationship with my parents. Um, I have some form of respect for them, 
but it's not um, the relationship a lot of that most people want with their parents. It's not ideal. It's not perfect. And honestly, it is not healthy, to be honest. Um, but it is a relationship that I'm working on. Um, they're working on. And with, with God's grace and love and direction, it's going somewhere, someplace. <laughs> um, not quite sure where it's going or what it's going to look like in the next few years or so, but it's going somewhere. So for this episode of the podcast is for those of us who don't quite have the traditional relationship with our parents. Um, This is to the guys and girls who've never had the traditional relationship with their parents who've felt a little or a whole lot abandoned, who've never felt good enough, um, who felt unworthy of love and belonging. Um, so I just want to say you are so loved and so worthy of belonging. There's no mountain. There's no mountain that our God won't climb to bring you back to him. You are made in the very image of God, the Father, you are loved. You are love incarnated. Your love itself reimagined. You are excellent and perfectly made. Um, and I really hope you can feel the sincerity behind those words. Because um, I know it can be difficult to believe. Uh, it can be difficult to accept, especially on these holidays when there are people who are celebrating uh, Mother's Day, for example, and then uh, as June comes around, Father's Day. Um, it's, it can be difficult when you don't have the ideal relationship with your parents or, um, or any relationship with your parents, to be honest. Life can life can and is messy and sometimes terrifying, but we have to find a way to still coexist, knowing that we have a loving God who never tires of pursuing us and who loves us despite whether we are what the world expects us to be or who we expect ourselves to be. For me personally, and I really wanted to record this aspect of this podcast because the title of this podcast is Purposefully Love, Life, Faith, and Encouragement. And this is part of my life. And I'm sure some of your life in some shape or form. And hopefully you find some kind of encouragement in this episode. But if you don't, I hope that you feel some sort of solidarity, knowing that you're not alone in this feeling that you might be feeling or 
in this season that you might be in. I personally today actually made the decision to go back to counseling because I realized today that there was a lot that was coming to the surface for me thinking about Mother's Day um, and reflecting on so much of my life. I realized that there's a lot that I thought to myself, if I do not acknowledge it, it will fix itself. And I realized today that that is not the case, actually. And as odd as it might be, it's not that I didn't realize this in the past. I realized it. But I'm a realist and part of being a realist is I am not realizing it needs to be fixed. It needs to be acknowledged. It needs to be felt. It needs to be faced. And for a long time, I've been a, what's the word? I've been romanticizing a lot of things in my life, to be honest, if I'm going to be completely honest. And I came to realize as, as a realist, I have so much that I need to be matter of fact about, to acknowledge and just accept as it is that this is what it is and what can I do to make it better because as bleak as it might be it is part of life and it happens it has happened now what do now what can I do to manage where I am because honestly we can't always fix every aspect of our life as much as we want to we can't always fix it and sometimes it's not meant to be fixed sometimes it's just meant to be managed um just as as um taking pills for certain illnesses that you can't necessarily cure but those pills can help manage it and i feel like that is what therapy is for Life is difficult. Things happen that we can't fix or undo. And once that crack is there in that vase, we can't really glue it and make the crack disappear. We can heal it. Your crack will still be there, but it will be healed in some form, in some way. And for me, that is what I am now seeking is healing. I, (laughs) quite frankly tired of the hurt and I feel like at this point it's a little I feel like I've been managing the hurt on my own for so long that I'm feeling a little exhausted and I feel like I need outside reinforcement and That is exactly what I'm going to do. And that is totally and completely fine. It is completely and totally fine to need outside reinforcement. 
there is no shame in it. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, and I am such a huge advocate for mental health and self-care and self-awareness, self-love, emotional intelligence, and just getting to know yourself. Um, because even, even though, especially for me as someone who wants to have children, who wants to be a parent, there's so much that I'm afraid I would do wrong. Um, because of my own upbringing, I don't want to traumatize my children. Um, I saw this quote and I posted it and it says, I want to raise children who do not have to heal from their childhood. And that is my goal, something that I pray and hope and truly ask God for is to make sure that the cycle ends with me, the cycle of hurt. Um, ends with me so that my children don't have to find a need or a way to heal from that cycle. Um, it's something that I want to do for my kids is if I, if there's anything that I do for my kids, it will be to make sure I heal so that they don't have to um, to make sure the cycle ends with me. So just, I just want to say if you're someone who is at the CRISPR or trying to decide if you need, if you need or should go to counseling, I say do it. Do it. It will, it's one of those things that it's not going to make things worse. It can only make things better. So I say if you are in between trying to decide if you should, I say go for it. Because I feel like I'm the type of person who likes to be preventive. I like to prevent rather than to um, react to it, reactive. I'm pre- I'd rather be preventive rather than be reactive. So I'd rather get on it now. Um, and I have actually gotten on it in the past. And... It's gone really well, but I begin to realize the older I get, the more the seasons come and go, the more I am realizing there are some things that are coming up, uh, some waves that are coming to the surface that I need to deal with, and I'm completely fine with that. Um, there's a lot about my childhood that I've suppressed memory-wise that I try not to think about, remember, and things like that that I'm beginning to realize are coming back which I think are it's a good thing because I'd rather deal with it now than later down the road so in some shape or form I am excited (laughs) and I'm going to talk about it and I'm going to write about my journey um, and share that with you guys but I highly recommend and highly encourage anyone who is Trying to figure out if they should go ahead and try counseling, do it. Um, uh, check with your insurance provider to see if it will be covered through them um, and see what you can do. Um, because it is one of those things that you can do for yourself and make your life better. 
and no one can do that for you. Uh, you are your best your best advocate. So advocate for yourself. Do for yourself whatever it takes to heal from your past. Um, and honestly, do it for your legacy. Um, if you're someone who wants to have children, do it for your future kids. So I was wondering if this is something I should do. So I wanted to talk about um, a little bit, actually, why Mother's Day is most importantly really difficult for me right now. And I think a huge part of it is because... um, like I said, I don't have the best relationship with my mom. And the older I get, she, the more she asks me. And will be like, you know, make me a, a grandmother. And when are you going to make me a grandmother? And in the back of my mind, I just ask myself, it feels selfish of her and irresponsible of her to be demanding for me to make her a grandmother when it feels to me like she never tried to be my mo- to be a mother to me so to me it feels selfish for her to ask that of me to demand that of me and i asked myself that question like who is she to act to demand of me to make her something that quite frankly i feel that she doesn't deserve which is something I'm working on to be honest we all are deserving of love and belonging things like that and I say that over and over again and I believe that but at the same time in my heart I don't believe it is right for her to demand for me to make her a grandmother when she never bothered to be a mother to me and that's the part that really hurts away so my heart and definitely part of that I've been trying to work through because I I really feel like I missed out on that chance to have that ideal mother daughter relationship with my mom that I the sort of relationship every daughter wants with their mothers, someone who just accepts them for who they are, who wants someone who is curious, who loves and desperately wants to know their kids and wants to know their heart, wants to wants to know their um, likes, dislikes, and things like that. And like my mother's decision really impacted and still impacts my life so greatly uh, because of her I decided I didn't want to be a mother at a young age I decided even at one point that I wanted to only adopt or foster children I didn't want to be like I didn't want to have my own children I didn't want to birth my own children I wanted to only foster 
and adopt and I still want to foster and adopt that's a huge that's still a huge part of what I want to do in my life but it's it's now not only because of my husband now I want to have children with him but because of my mother's decision I wanted to give home to children who didn't have homes and in a big way that is a plus that's a, that's rest to me that is a wonderful thing a positive a pro aspect of um, her decision how it impacts me but a negative part of that is because she had me at either 15 the age of 15 or 16 and I saw I saw how that made her life difficult and my life difficult and I completely empathize and see how having me change her entire world and it wasn't necessarily something she was prepared for or ready for but at the same time I feel like she never quite showed interest in getting to know me as her child it feels more like she kind of waited until I became an adult to start wanting to get to know me, have some form of relationships with me. And it kind of feels like she only is around in here because she wants me to help her in some kind of monetary way, to be honest. That's honestly how it feels. Um, And I kind of in some way understand that maybe because she had me at such a young age, she didn't know what being a, what being a mother is like. Cammy, Yeah? Why are you meowing at the door? Come here, girl. Come here, girlie. <laughs> Camilla is meowing at the bedroom door because she, she meows on the bedroom door when she wants someone to let her in. It's okay. Come sit next to mommy. <laughs> Come sit next to mommy. Okay, good girl. Um oh where, where was I? Oh yeah. Um yeah, because um I am her only child and um my grandmother, my my mother's mother, passed away uh went before I actually no, she passed away when I was a baby. So I understand she not only was a young mother, the only daughter to my grandfather, but also a young mother who lost her mother at a young age. So I can only assume and say that she probably did her best, the best that she can do. And I am eternally grateful for that. But at the same time, I still do have to acknowledge that the truth of the matter for me, for my heart, for my mind, for my soul, is that 
it doesn't feel enough and that is something that I have to work on myself for to reach that healing place that I need to be but just acknowledging and realizing saying that already feels like a huge step forward and I'm excited about that to be able to say that out loud and recognize it and acknowledge it feels huge monumental even to me because for a long time I didn't want to acknowledge it um and for a long time I didn't want to understand where she was coming from because it just felt it the hurt was just the hurt was just so great that I just the selfish nature part of me just wanted to say me 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 so about me why me and things like that but I also feel for her um and I think a huge part of healing is also acknowledging that other parties um hurt and trying to put yourself in their shoes to see to understand why they did what they did but also not diminishing your own feeling and your own hurt. And that's where I am. I'm acknowledging my own feeling, my own hurt. But I'm also recognizing that there's another part of the healing process, another part of the story that I don't necessarily know all about. And that's okay. Um, maybe one day eventually... We might get around to being able to have that talk, that um, discussion about why um, things are the way they are. Who knows? Maybe. Um, but it's just something about how this, like, mother's day and father's day that has never sat well with me. I know why. And I know why. And I can't pretend not to know why. I don't really have that luxury of not knowing why. And I can't ignore the why, which is why so many whys which is exactly why I am kind of excited to get back to counseling and really um peel back the layers of this um new unraveling subject um and it's a little odd to be saying excited and counseling in one sentence but counseling is in so many ways exciting I gotta admit that it definitely is um so I really actually, for part of this, I wanted to ask you guys, um, what is a mother to you guys? Like when you think of the ideal mother in your mind, what is a mother? I think of Mary, who um, was always there for her son, but also allowed him to grow up to be the, the savior who God intended for him to be. Um, I think of a woman who sacrificed and gave up not only her body, but her life to protect her child, leaving her home um, where she was being persecuted because she was going to have the Messiah to fleeing and making sure she births him in a safe place. Might not have been that most ideal place, but she made, she did what she needed to do to save her child. And I think for me, when I think of a mother, Mary is an excellent example of what a mother is. And that also 
things because um, although my own mother has characteristics of what Mary did, it's, it just it feels different. And it is different because, again, Mary's relationship with Jesus was completely different. She was phys- she was physically there um, from his birth to his last breath on the cross. And that is something my own mother did not have the luxury of doing. And that's just kind of where a, like, there's a schism for me. That's where just, like, like, if I had paper and I did, like, characteristics of mother did Mary's characteristics on one end and put my own mothers on one end it would just it would it would just not be like that matches up and then the other part is what's a father something I would like for you guys to like ask yourself and think about is what is a father to you and or the characteristics who in the bible or even in your own life who that who in your own life that gives you an example of what a good father is, what is a father figure. Like when you think of being a, becoming a father yourself or having a father for your children, who does that look like? And that is like characteristics-wise. What kind of characteristics do they have? Um, are they like St. John, um, Jesus is an early father, or or they like God, who, by the way, is all of our fathers, so, and a great father figure to strive for, but we're not perfect, so, I think, when I think of the father, I think of St. John, it honestly feels like St. John is the ideal characteristics, he has the ideal characteristics of what a father figure should be because he is the man who, regardless, since even if, even though Jesus was not his biological child, he stood up, stepped up and took the spot to be his father and helped Mary raise him to be the savior that we have um he's up in his earth in saint john is jesus's early earthly father jesus was a carpenter um and i can only imagine growing up and seeing saint john being the carpenter and being the father that he is and kind of mirroring that relationship and that characteristic that he sees in him and being inspired to be the sort of man St. John is. And I just think it's just, it's really inspiring. And something to hope to achieve as a father. Or as a mother looking for a father figure for your future children. And things like that. And another thing I really want to say is. I, I personally, and I'm sure I'm looking, through, I'm looking at this through the lens of someone who's had the sort of childhood that I've had, but I feel like as a society, our standard of what a mother is, is kind of obtuse. It's not very um, narrow or specific. Because I'm, I'm thinking of it, and I think maybe, maybe, 
maybe this is because I'm watching little little fires everywhere. Maybe that's because I'm watching the show. But I somehow believe we need a better standard of what a mother is. I just finished another episode of Little Fires Everywhere. And it made me start thinking and wondering and asking myself, what is a mother? Like, is this someone who just births a child? Does that automatically make you a mother? Just giving birth to a child, does that make you a mother? Um, or is a mother someone who not only births a child, but also is present in a child's life and does wherever they can to bring up that child in the best environment um, and give them the best direction they can as a parent or like I like I said is it just someone who does giving does like does just giving birth automatically make you a mother because I feel like in my books it does not um of course there's always every situation is different for people who have lost their children before they could even be parents to them. Absolutely. Um, I absolutely believe you are a parent. Um, you are a mother. But I feel like for individuals, I feel like there's a lot of gray, gray area in this. Because there are parents who realize that they can't really give their children the life they deserve and give up their children. And I absolutely believe that selfless act itself makes you a mother more than anything. I do. Um, but yeah. I'm kind of like going in a circle in my mind now. <laughs> um, and again, I mean, and just to really put it out there, I'm in no shape. A form trying to make us make small the mothers who are trying and making sacrifices for their children, but I feel it is 2020. I think we need to stop raising broken people. We live in a broken world, um, and we're all a little broken. But I think we need to start learning to end the cycle of brokenness um, that really runs through generations and really put an end to it. Because I, for one, I am tired of living in a world full of people so broken that they can't seem to see their own faults and end up hurting other people in their path. Um, and one of my goals is to make sure I raise children who are not broken. Um, and try to in as many ways as I can to help them live a wholesome life in the life in the light of Christ and help them um, to find direction and be the person be the best that they can be. And obviously that's not gonna be easy. That will mean being present, um, being consistent in their life and um really dealing with my own, for lack of a better word, my own demons. But it is a challenge that I am excited 
to um, take up and um, and see how it goes. And it is one that I am absolutely preparing for. I'm not just jumping in and diving in, expecting it to go um, well or anything like that. I really honestly believe children are a blessing. Being a parent is not something you just decide one day and just do. It takes a lot of sacrifice, <laughs> a lot of um, preparation. Um, every, child, every child is different, but there is so much we can do as parents to prepare for parenthood. Looking at our own upbringing, excuse me, can't speak today. Our own upbringing and seeing where the faults are and how we can do better with each generation, um, and really just making sure there's healing in um, a generation that is brought up. And I feel a pretty heavy um, burn off my chest, off my shoulders, but also a little wary from just talking about such a heavy topic. Um, But I hope it's in some shape or form um, you found this episode to be some way helpful. um, And I hope you learned something um, about me, maybe. Um, But yeah. That will be concluding this episode. <laughs> concluding. It's also fancy. Concluding this episode. Um, and uh, before we go, I do want to say a quick, I want to say another um, reading from Psalm, Psalm 130, uh, verse 1 through 3. Oh, I lied. Verse 1 through 6. Psalm 130. Verse 1-6 through six. Out of the death I cry to thee, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let thy ears be attentive to the voice of my supplications. If thou, O Lord, shall mark iniquities, Lord, who could stand? But there is forgiveness with thee, that thou mayest be feared. I wait for the Lord, my soul waits. And in his word I hope. My soul waits for the Lord. More than watchmen for the morning. More than watchmen for the morning. Amen. Your Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. <sighs> that was good. That felt like a little bit of a therapy section. <laughs> All right. Uh, if you find this um, episode helpful, make sure you give um, this uh, podcast a like. Um, uh, rate rate us on whatever platform you're on or share with your family and friends um and let's try to raise not broken human beings yeah not broken non-broken human beings in the best way we can (laughs) all right see you on the next episode all right oh and since you'll be listening to this on a wednesday Happy hump day.